What's going on? Welcome back to another Wolves Den 2024 top of the year. Teams have unveiled and launched cars, and I'm here with my bro Thanos to start the first Wolves Den in this year. How you doing, bro? I'm all right, man. I'm, you know, just another just another day getting off the job, a bit tired, but you know, it's it's you, so I'll always make time, man. I always make time, always. Appreciate anytime. that, man. So you already know the topics, bro. We might as well go ahead and talk about <laughs> it, man. Might as well. Wait, you know, you already said something that I talked about early this morning around 5 30 in the morning as people were watching the Mercedes lunch and they were saying, Oh, it looked fast, it looked good. And I said, shit can look good, but that don't mean shit's fast. True. Uh, how how are you feeling about not only the launch, but the new livery and what are your expectations? And do you have, if you have any expectations at all? Well, okay. Firstly, the launch, I see a lot of people complaining about launch, about boring it is and so forth. And I'm like, there's no winning when it comes to this team, to be honest, <laughs> because if it was a, a brash, elaborate launch and then they turn up to the season and the stink up the season, oh, you did all that big, elaborate launch but and nothing. this is what happens. And I'm like, yo, chill. I mean, if you go back and look at the W when they did the launch in, what's that? That's a W4 in 2013. It was pretty much the same. There was a car. There was Lewis, Nico, and there was Ross Braun. That was right. It was it. Short, simple, simple. It's like, like, why does it have to be elaborate? Why does it have to be over the top? Ferrari did one last year, and it was over the top orchestra, and everybody was like, "Oh, can we just go back to normal car launches?" And now you've got the conventional car launch. It's a problem. So, when it comes yeah, to this team, I've realized for a lot of people. They can't win. It's just constant negativity, barrage of negativity. And it's just kind of like, yeah, it's infuriating. But, you know, to each his own. Right. With the right. car, I mean, I mean, looks can be deceiving. It looks good. Put mm. it this way, it has side pods this time. It looks, it definitely it looks, looks better. Right. Yeah. It <laughs> looks, con it has a conventional side pod. It looks, you know, there's some innovations on it. Uh, that fr that front wing, the, the launch spec compared to what they actually use for the um for the filming, completely mm -hmm. different. That's kind of like a, a you know I think that's Mercedes going back to being Mercedes where they they're innovative, they find ideas. I mean they pre they pretty much did that with the W13 and the W14 right. with you know how they came up with that concept. So they always that's what I'm, look as bad as those two cars were, I've always said. I still give them credit because they did something that no one else thought right. of doing. They, they thought outside the box. Everyone was conventional. All the cars, you could, if you painted all the cars black, you could definitely tell which yeah. was the W13 right. and the W14 from everybody else because it's just different. So, you know, they, they've looked like they've gone back to basics and they've gone back into the bag now of being innovative. So I like I like the look of it, but mm -hmm. you know, the proof's in the pudding. We won't know until we get to Q3 in Bahrain. In what's mm -hmm. it? Today's the 14th, so like a week. Another what? Uh, oh, two weeks, two and a half right. weeks. So the first race weeks. is on the second, second of March. So it'll be crazy. You know, you know, we'll know then, but. I don't really have. I, I'm. I'm. I'm just excited now because the season is. It means whenever it gets to launch time, that means the season is getting close. So, right. I'm. That's where my thing is right now. It's just a matter of just see what they come with. Did they get it right? Mm -hmm. It's 
in terms of how they're going to perform for the season, I don't know. I'm I'm rather optimistic that they're going to do better than what they did last year, last okay. previous years. I think I think it's still going to be Red Bull. That every, right. you know, it's, that's that's a tall mountain to climb, but you have to start somewhere. And I think if they get the basics right, and they get to a position, you know, where they've literally they prove they've learned from the last two years' failings. And they've gotten themselves in a position where it's it somewhat separates them from the from the chasing pack. So if okay. it puts them, if you have Red Bull and then you have them below that, and then if they separate themselves from the Ferraris and the Astons and so on, then you can say, okay, you've made some progress because you've moved away from that group and you're going in the right direction. Now, can you build on that throughout the year? Because, I mean, these cars are pretty much what they're going to be using next year anyway, given what's going to happen in right, 2026. 2026. So they want to get that right at least if it's not complete get a good baseline so even if they decide to put some work in for next year they've got a solid foundation to work from and you know i'm optimistic that they've they've done it they're not idiots you know the last two years people have complained about why did they carry on with the same concept last year and i'm like well you have to look at it from the point of view of they invested so much time and effort in the w13 and they couldn't just abandon it because for them, looking at the data, everything that they have, the problem they thought was the porpoising. And once mm-hmm. they, they thought, well, if we get rid of that, then we, we'd be right back where the data tells us we should be. Turns up W14 that wasn't the case. So they've now realized, okay, it wasn't just porpoising. There was more issues. They've started from a fresh sheet of paper. Let's see what they come up with. Let's see how it progresses throughout the season, but it's 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 going to be a long year, especially with this divorce, impending, <laughs> impeding, impending divorce. It's going to be a long year, and it's going to be the fans are going to be brutal to the team. Yeah, you know, it's, I'm I feel sorry for the dude who runs that um, the social media account because oh, it's going to be heavy. Uh, yeah, I don't I, I don't think I'd, I I wouldn't envy him at all, envy that job at all, man. I'd probably quit because the abuse that's going to be coming their way this year is going to be brutal and it's already started and it's going to get worse, especially if the car isn't good. And, but the thing is, and this is why sports is beautiful. You can't, there's nothing is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. They can only do the best job they possibly can. They cannot True. tell you what we build will be a championship. No, they can't tell you because, you know, James Allison said it one year, you can do Every single thing right, you think you've done right, but you won't know until you put that car on the track and you see the lap times. True. And that's all they can do. So, you know, wish them all the best and see where they go from there. That's how so, I look at it. So where where's your where's your thought process on because you already mentioned it. We're going we're in a season where we know a divorce is on the horizon. It's coming. It's it's all it's pretty much inevitable that it's coming. <laughs> Where is your mindset on Mercedes completely doing everything they can equally for both drivers in this season to compete and win a championship and Lewis's mentality as a driver? Because I I can talk for myself being probably a bit aggressive, but if I feel like I'm playing with house money, I'm not, I'm not taking a backseat to shit anymore. As far as it's concerned, when it comes to strategy, I'm telling you, if I don't like the strategy, I'm coming to fuck in. Get get a shit get the shit ready. I'm coming in. I'm not yeah. I'm not doing the game. So where is your thought process process for Mercedes and where is your thought process for where you think Lewis should be this season? 
I think the thought thought process for both should be exactly as it's always been. It's okay. about fair fair and equal treatment right down the down the line. Lewis is a professional. I don't think Lewis is going to throw in the towel and do anything that would jeopardize the team or anything like that. I think he's whilst he's 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 somewhat selfish because you have to be selfish in that sport because it's a two it's a two tier sport. It's a driver championship. And the constructors, and whilst the constructors is where the money is, drivers are selfish in that they want to win the, the drivers because that's where the right. prestige is. But he's still not going to jeopardize that. So I don't think think it's a situation where he's going to be like, mm, "Nah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of for Lewis. Screw you guys." Nah, I think he's still going to be the team guy because I don't think there's any acrimony. Is it acrimony? It's I don't yeah acrimony acrimony between between them. You know, it just. This relationship was going to end at some point. Unfortunately, it ended the way it did, but it is what it is. It's the nature of the business. You know what I mean? He get 12 years is a long time to be at anywhere. Yeah. anywhere. You know what I mean? And he did. He's going into his 12th season. The longest anyone has ever been with another team was 11, and that was Michael Schumacher with Ferrari from 96 to the end of 2006. So, I mean, so he's given them 12 years. They've given him the tools to go out and succeed. And when they've not given him the outright best tools, he's gone out there and he's, you know, showed showed his class. So I don't I don't think it's a situation where either team is gonna side or side with their side. I don't think it's uh, you know, because many people are concerned, are they gonna start favoring George over Lewis? I don't think right. they're gonna do that. I, because it's not in the best interest. Mm. You know what I mean? Their best interest is if they have both guys up there competing at the front. That gives them the best chance of winning better results. Because if you're favoring one guy, then you know it's just one guy. Then what? What? You know what I mean? So you have more chances because it's like it's what they say. It's like the lottery. They say if you don't have a ticket, you can't win. Can't win. Yeah, I mean, if you know if you don't have a ticket, you can't win. So you can talk about I want to win the lottery, but did you buy a ticket? No. Right. So they'll 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 want to they. They they'll want both guys to be at the front. So I don't think it's it's a situation where they're going to favor one over the other. So I'm not really worried about, worried that, about that, you know. And I don't think Toto is, seems the sort of person where he's, he's spiteful. And what does he have to be spiteful for? You know, what I mean, the, the, you know, like he said, the relationship was going to end at some point. How it ended, probably not the way he wanted or Louis wanted, but. I think they're not kids. They're grown men. They understand the nature of the business, and that like this could have happened at any possible any time. They could have dumped Lewis at the end of 2025, possibly, or they could have given him another extension. Nobody knows how 2025 would have would have you know turned out going into 2026. True. So, I'm 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 like, I you know me. I don't get. Dragged into yeah, the, you, ah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Serious screaming and you know saying this is going on and that they're doing this and so on and so on. So I just like let them get on with the job. That's okay. what they're paid to do. Lewis is a paid professional. He's he's you know I don't expect him to do anything stupid because when he was at McLaren, when he left McLaren, he gave McLaren everything in 2012, but McLaren let him down. But he gave yeah. them every single True. thing, and I expect him to do the same. This time around, so I'm not really concerned about that at all. Not okay. All right, and that is true about Thanos. Oftentimes, he'll have a perspective that is more sound. It won't be so 
it won't be so ramped up by the moment of all the emotions that's going on. Oftentimes he'll have a completely different perspective than people would expect, but it's not that it's not in support of Mercedes or in support of Mercedes. It's just based on what he's really looking at, which you can factually yeah. judge by and going forward. So I do appreciate that from you at all yeah, times. Yeah, because, I mean, <clears throat> I keep getting accused of being a Mercedes defender, an employee, and all No, I, bro, I've, I've, I, seen, I take, I've listened it, to you it, several it, times. I take it, I take it on the chin because I'm like, look, I don't approach it from that aspect. I try and look at it from a balanced point of view, mm -hmm. asking the questions. Okay, what's in the? What do they have to gain f by treating the supposed Lewis as being mistreated by the team? What exactly do they have to gain from do by doing that? Nothing. It benefits them. Know how? What makes you who? Does Lewis, has Lewis ever given the impression that someone being mistreated by the team? No. So why are we here sitting about talking about he's being mistreated and concerned about his mental health and getting angry? I'm like, eh, calm down. I think we're, I think we're bordering on crazy now. You know, some of you are taking it a bit. Well, step back, step away <laughs> from the keyboard a bit, and like, yeah, because. Lewis isn't asking us to be parent or guardian or you know of him. He's a grown <laughs> man. He knows how to if he's in, if he feels like he's being, you know, mistreated or whatever whatever it is, he knows what he needs to do. He doesn't need us to be on, you know, so right. right. Like I said, I just so when they say I get uh, I'm a Mercedes employee, I say, of course, I get paid well. <laughs> well I mean, you'd like my job, so Right, right. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah. All right, we're going to open up the floor for Wolfpack members to ask a question. We got Uno up first, brother. Go ahead. Unmute yourself, bro. Hold on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You're already on, Hold bro. On. Hold on. Yeah, I'm, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I was trying to get the mute off. What's up? What's up, brother Tom? Thomas? How are you doing? Yeah. I'm, I'm all right, man. How you been? Yeah, cool, cool. My question to you would have been what you just already gave the answer, but still, here's another question on it. Do you think Lewis has made the right choice of going to Ferrari and looking to get um, conclusive on the world championship and also make his status in being what we already known as the GOAT, but be more of an ambassador to the whole society? Has he made a wrong decision? I mean, that's a tough one. It's a similar. It's I think it's a similar question to 2012 again. He's he left a winning team to join a team that hadn't won anything since they since actually they didn't. Sorry, they did win a race in 2012. They won China, but joined a team that was pretty much underperforming since the return to the sport. Moving to Ferrari, you everybody knows me. I'm 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 anti Ferrari for life. You know what I mean? So no, I'm, I'm no, I'm next year I'm reluctantly supporting them with a gun to my head because you know wherever Lewis goes, I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna ride, so I'm gonna support them reluctantly. But I think I've noticed something, and it's something that I've talked about a lot over the years. That the problem with Ferrari was they're too Italian. They're too Italian of a team. They need a sense of diversity and I don't mean diversity in terms of gender um, or um, ethnicity or something like that. I just I mean diverse in terms of culture now they've, they seem to be getting more if you look at the recruiting process they brought Fred Vassour and they're bringing in people 
you know, from in the UK. England. So they're trying to now change that whole going away from being so nationalistic in terms of, you know, that Italianness about them. And they're trying to change. So who knows? Lewis could, you know, Fred Versor seems like I, I thought the job, I, I'm, I did say that I think the job was probably too big for him given that the team that it is and the pressure that comes because Ferrari is not just a team. It's an institution. It's an, it's, it, 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 it's supported by a nation. It's not supported by just fans. You know, it's a country that support, it's a con- country. It's, it's as like, it's like the support, the talent, the national football team. That's the sort of support they get um, nationwide. So he's come in and he seems to be, putting in the groundwork, laying the foundation. He's getting the people in the right places. He's recruiting people. You know, he he got that guy, Lloyd, Lloyd Sem, I can't remember his name, from Mercedes. He left. I think he left. People are saying it's because of Lewis, whatever. But he left before Lewis even thought, probably thought of going to Ferrari. Um, this talks about Pierre Wacke, that's um, Adrian knew his second, second in command. He might be going to Marinello as well, so he's putting that going on. So it could be the right time for Lewis to move. You know what I mean? It's it's a gamble all in itself, but nothing tried, nothing gained, and he's at. And what does he have to lose? And anyway, he has nothing to lose. It's not going to damage his reputation by going there because at the end of the day, he's at the tail end of his career. He's thirty nine. He's going to be forty when he gets to the team. Right. He's, he's coming up to retirement. You know, that's his time coming up. So he has nothing, you know, he, he has more to gain than actually to lose. And if you look at it, if he goes to Ferrari and they don't win, it doesn't really do anything for him because he left a team that wasn't winning anyway. So, okay. It would only be a problem if the W15 turns out to be a banger, turns out to be like, yeah, okay, we have something here and it's challenging the Red Bull. Then you'd be like, Oh crap, Lewis! You jump ship the wrong time. You probably should have hold on a, a year or so. But that's all hypotheticals, you know what I mean? And you know he could be he could be the spark that gets the fire lit on the Ferrari because you're bringing you're not just bringing in any any driver. You're bringing in the guy, right? You know to partner who you want to be the guy and having him in that team because now they're they've been supported by someone who's a notorious winner and they know if you give him the, the machinery oh he's going to bring you home the bacon he's going to bring you the results you want so that galvanizes a team and you know we just have to wait and we just have to trust him you know you, that's all we can do and i think he sat down and he's looked at it and he's weighed up his options and i saw bit the bish I don't, you know the bitch. He wrote that article, uh, I think it was this week or last week, where apparently him and Lewis had a conversation in 2015 in Japan where he basically told him his dream was to drive. He wanted to drive to a Ferrari at some point in time. And he kept that secret for a bit for, for that long. And I'm like, you're a lawyer. You're a good friend. Right. <laughs> most people would have let that slip so many times. But, you know, so now he's, fo- he's somewhat... F- it's it's the third phase because you remember he he said um a couple of years ago he said I'm writing a mass I think he said I'm writing a masterpiece but yeah. not finished yet this could be, this is the ending of that that right this is the chapter masterpiece this is the final chapter you know and it could be a it could be the chapter 
of all chapters, or it could just I be said another limit. Right. You know, it could just be another limit. But Ferrari seems to be making step because if you look at the last two seasons, they've been more closer to Red Bull than any other team. It's just last year they seem to have they've had they had so many issues last year. They they, yeah. they were they, they weren't consistent they were up and down up and down up and down. it's the same with 2022 they started off mm-hmm. on fire but then they just petered off so the problem with yeah. ferrari now is once you get that start it's about keeping that momentum Keep throughout the entire year and there seem to be a team whereby they get the momentum for for a few races and then it, they just die down and is that because of they don't have that person behind them kind of like motivating them like, come on guys, we can do this. Let's get, let's put our heads together. Whatever the problem is, you know, Lewis could be that guy that comes in and does it. And, you know, and it's also, it's also beneficial for, um, for um, Charles as well. You know what I mean? Cause now Charles has someone coming in that, you know, can help him out as well. So, you know, it's, let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. And, you know, he has nothing to lose. He has more to gain than he has to lose. So let's see how it happens. That's a bet. Eminem, let's go making money. I hope that's what that stands for. You up next, bro. What's up, Thanos? You good, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Just a second. No problem. Hold on, I'm just sending out quick because, yeah. Sorry, go on, go on, Eminem. Sorry, my bad. Apologies. I'm gonna get to the juicy stuff right, right, right away, man. Um, right. How do you feel about the whole situation with um, Horner? Do you, do you, what I really want to know is that uh, do uh-huh. you, do you think something really bad has happened? Because it's kind of odd that they're taking their sweet time with this matter. Providing the fact that they need to get to racing in a week or so, so what do you think has really happened in the in the Red Bull camp? And it's like, like, does the Red Bull camp not get tired of just being being issues Sorry. and drama? Sorry, Eminem, Eminem, can you repeat that again? Sorry, can you solve? I I kind of lost track of uh, someone's someone's making some noise outside and it kind of distract me. Can you just repeat that again, please? Okay, so my question to you was, um, I don't know how how do you feel about the situation with 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 uh, Horner in Red Bull? Do do you think that there really is something wrong that had happened? Um, I'm just confused as to like why this investigation is taking so much time, you know, and it's just putting so much pressure on the the situation, you know. Um, I think it would really benefit, um, all the parties if. Like if there was something that was actually bad that had happened, you know, it being addressed, um, as opposed to it just being dragged out like this. Do you, do you think that there really is some smoke, or we just seeing some smoke screens with regards to the whole situation that side in Red Bull? Well, <clears throat> based on what we've we know, there is an allegation, and the fact that it's being investigated and it's being reported by everyone, everyone. We have to come to the conclusion that there's something there. There's smoke. If, as I said, there's where there's smoke, there's fire. So there's something there. What the, what it is, we don't know because all we've heard is that heard is um, 
it's coercive behavior and, and something else. I can't remember what it what else it. What, I know they used inappropriate was. or something like inappropriate that, and mm -hmm. co coercive behavior or something like that. Okay, what does that mean? That's the thing. You know, it could be it could be a multitude of things relating to that. So we don't know. So we're not going to try and speculate as to what it is that he did. But what we do know is he's been investigated. And my issue with this is if it's that serious an issue whereby, you know, you have to bring in outside counsel to do investigation. And so you can't even do that investigation internally means I think in a situation in any other organization where something like that happens, that person would have been suspended or removed from frontline, not even suspended. Yeah, but not even suspended. Like say, look, we're moving you from frontline duty until we can get to the bottom of this, resolve this, because it's it sounds like it's a very serious allegations. And I think, you know, there was um there was a report, I think it was last week, that they wanted to somehow get a resolution before the launch this week. And I tweeted, well, why are they in a rush? I'd rather they take the time and do it properly and get to the bottom of it and then come to a, a, a conclusion because, you know, you don't want to rush it and you miss things. And because you're talking about someone that's been victimized is being is saying they've been victimized here. You don't want to take, that's not something you take lightly. So it's something that has to, should be properly um, investigated. If it don't matter how long it takes them, if it takes them a month, two months, let them get on with it uninterrupted let them do what they need to do but i think red bull as an organization this is a distraction that they don't need your team principal your ceo is being accused of inappropriate behavior you know what i mean like i said what what's inappropriate behavior it could be a multitude of things we don't know but if you're thinking about the, the organization and the sport in general, you remove him from the front line because he's going to have to feel these questions and you can't, you can't like step around it when you see him. You can't go, oh, he's in the paddock and you go, oh, well, I'm not going to ask him. No, he's there. You're going to have to ask him these questions. You can't, you can't step around it. He's going to have to face up to these, these questions. So, what's, what's the best thing to do? In any other, if this was any other organization, He'd have been suspended pending the outcome of that investigation. Right. But then again, Red Bull is not just any other company. So they do their thing their own way. You know, and I see a lot of people talking about innocent until proven guilty. No one is saying he's guilty or innocent. What people we're saying is look, remove him. The, the, the correct thing to do is to remove him from the front line. Because you also have to think about the victim that is in play as well. Because, you know, to what someone alluded that maybe the victim no longer works at the company, which is why they've not removed him from the front line. But even, I think even in the situation, even if in that situation, it's still a distraction that you don't need right this minute. So you rather just, you know what, Christian, we're going to bench you for a bit. You stay home, you work from home. We just put someone in your place. Let's get this out of the way. And if everything goes if we are proven to be innocent, then you're free to walk back in and carry on doing your job as it as it's um, as you should. But you know, there's been a lot of rumors that 
you know, he's been asked to step down and all sort of things. And I'm like, well, if if he's been asked to step down, then that, these are the allegations must be really, really serious because right. you're not going to ask someone to step down from a job if you don't think the allegations um, hold any form of weight. So I think right now it's just a lot of speculation. So we just have to sit and wait, give them time, let them do it. This, this should not be rushed because you don't want to go ahead and make a mistake. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want to do that. That's the problem. And if you, cause you could, you could end up finding yourself in another legal battle outside right. where that employee could bring, take you to court or whatever. And so, we don't know. So for now, we're just speculating on what's going on and we just have to wait and see what happens. And, you know... It goes from there. You know, I think more, more rather than our thoughts going to Christian, I think our thoughts should more be going to who the victim is in this mm. situation because, you know, he's a very powerful man. And to bring this against someone as powerful as him, take some courage so we have to kind of like you know have some empathy towards the victim granted we don't know what when they say inappropriate what exactly right what what all the inner workings are and i'm gonna say this before we go to uno again also hearing reports say that the mother company came down to intervene and then employ a third party to do the investigation that in itself says a lot along with Thanos saying that they asked him to step down. So, like you said, something where there's smoke, there's fire, and it got a whole water. We just, we just kind of got to wait till it plays out. And yeah. in the military, it's a thing called fraternization. You're not supposed to mess with anybody two ranks up or down because of situations, you know, quid pro quo, the whole, all of that stuff goes into play, mm-hmm. and we don't know what could happen. So, very, very interesting topic I, on that. And the thing to add, add to that as well, if it took the parent company to come in, and investigate what happened when so that means that person raised the company internally to Red Bull Racing mm-hmm. and wasn't ta- probably wasn't taken seriously. Right. So that person thought, well, okay, I'm not gonna get any justice here. So I'm going, I'm gonna make this report up the chain, right. move it to the parent company. Now you guys are gonna have to take this very seriously because it 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 basically says because you're not gonna go to the if you're employed by Red Bull Racing, you're not gonna go to Red Bull GmbH to make that complaint, you're going to go to your internal Correct. HR department and say, look, I felt like I was being, you know, I, I was in a situation where Christian, I felt like he was inappropriate. He said this or he did that or whatever it is. That's where it starts. And if that, their HR department didn't feel like it was, you know, he did anything wrong, but it went to, they then went, took it to the parent company and the parent company looking at it, like, yeah, something might be here. And bring mm-hmm. someone in, and Elsin. My question goes back to what was Red? What's going? Why did Red Bull Racing at the time didn't take these accusations seriously, or did they take it seriously and they decided to pass it up to the parent company? True. Which is true. it? Right. So. Both of those situations would be true. And I used to tell yeah. people all the time, like, "Hey, if if you if you all can't resolve it amongst each other." in the squadron, then then you got to go see the AM1 and you got to go see staff. If you feel like staff and AM1 are the mm-hmm. first class or compromised, then you got to go ahead and see the COO. You got to see chief. Either way it goes, you got to step up if you think it's compromised. Uno, you up next, bro. Go ahead and unmute yourself. Yep. Gotcha. All right, Thanos. That was yeah. good answers, man. I like that. But 
answer this uh, answer this a question and twin i want your opinion as well all right all right we know we talked about and andretti but tell me exactly how do you feel about this fia company holding him back and making him do this kind of like what i call mike reed run around <laughs> right and get this poor guy not getting into the 11th in, in the um 11th slot and do you think that is right to treat this legendary name Go ahead, they all see that above. All right, all right, all right. This Andretti thing, I find it funny to be honest. I here's what I think. I think Andretti's being. I think they're being made an example. You made an example of, of because due to their approach, of how to get that eleven spot on the grid. Because if you remember, in when was the first race in Miami? Was it last year? Or is it 2022? Yeah, it was 2022. Was it last year, the first Miami, I thought, 2022. I it was 2022. 2022 was the first year. You remember they went, they went in and they got a piece of paper where how many team principals signed it. So they were rather bullish and saying, oh, the team principals have agreed. They want us in and what? And I'm thinking, that's not how you do it. You can't. You're talking about, you deal with a powerful organization. They don't really need you to build their brand to build what they have it's already built you know it's a multi-billion dollar business they're good they don't need you you know and in some ways sorry i've i've got a call no problem you know when they turn around when you know the ruling came out and they said well andretti don't really bring any value to the comp to the business in some ways you can kind of see where they're coming from because again it's a multi-billion it's not the there's a there's a boom. There's already a boom. They've experienced a boom in the sport where they've generated. Where now every team are pretty much self sufficient. They're okay. Do they really need to make more money? Having Andretti on the green make that really makes them more money. Is that what makes them more money, or is it better competition? Because if you look at it, if the season, if it's a more competitive season, you get more eyeballs on on the screens. You get more eyes, um, seats filled, um, butts in the stands because the season is more competitive. So you're going to generate more revenue in that sense. So, you know, having Andretti is that is that that's not what drives won't, won't help that drive up the value. Okay, cool. It's a legendary name, but why do why does everyone think they deserve to be on the grid? And that's and I think that's the that's the part to me that somewhat annoying because it feels like they've got this right whereby we have to be on we should be on. I'm like, okay, but you know, yeah, you're a big name. You're a big name in America. Cool. The idea that having them on the grid would somehow help them crack the American market makes no sense either because there's already what one, two, three. What three races in 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 America? Yeah, you've three. got you got Quota. you got Vegas, you got Miami, you got Texas. So that's three races already in America. And How I many more races do you need in America years. to crack it? I mean, outside of Europe, they've got the most races of any single any single nation. Mm -hmm. So why do why do you need Andretti to be on the grid for you to crack the American market when you already have three races and you're talking about a fourth in in Chicago? Hold on a second. Right. Sorry. So why do you need why do why do you think 
you know, that argument, or oh, we need Andretti. If we have Andretti, we can crack the American. No. Americans, Americans are so used to NASCAR and IndyCar, right? You're not going to get that crowd. You're not gonna you're not gonna steal that crowd away from them into F1 because they already look at F1 as being a boring sport. It's not competitive. It's you pretty much can tell who's gonna be the winner from Friday. From Friday before the race even starts, like last year. So you're not really gonna steal that many of the, the eyeballs away from that. We already have people who dab it in between who sh- shares interests across all three. But I don't get it. I, I just feel like it's it's kind of like this Americanism whereby we're American, so we deserve we we, we should we, you know it's all right to be. You have to you have to let us in. You have to let us participate. And no, they don't have to. And again, it's a business. It's a fun. It's a business. They're looking at it like if we bring Andretti in, we're gonna have to s- split the pot up. 11 ways rather than 10, which means teams are going to be losing out. The anti-dilution fund, I think it was something like 200 million. Yes, 20 million. They're like, yeah, that's not going to be enough. That's an extra 20 million. That's not going to be enough. Because over time, we're still going to be 20, whatever money down, we're going to be down. But could it also be due to the new, because the new for the new Concord agreement is um, going to come up for review sometime soon. Could it be something to do with that? I don't know. Me personally, I don't really care. It doesn't really bother me whether they're there or they're not. At the end of the day, it's still it's still it's still gonna be Formula One. I I don't really care. I've never really, you know, been how you said, enormed with this whole Andretti name. Oh, okay, it's Andretti, big deal, boo hoo hoo hoo. Just keep it moving. But I wish them all the best, you know. Like I said, Liberty, the reason why Liberty say they don't need them is because they don't need them. They they don't they're not sure, you know, because if you compare it to because people talk about Haas. So but what about Haas on the grid? They're not bringing any value. Of course, Haas brings some value to the sport. But you're talking about Haas came into Formula One when they needed someone to come in because someone was was leaving. They were they lost um hold on. Sorry, they already lost the likes of Marusha. They lost Caterham, mm-hmm. uh, Caterham Lotus, or whatever you want to call it. They lost Hispania. So there were teams that, granted, these were backmarker teams, and some of them came in, you know, on the false promises of there was going to be a budget cap, like we have now, that didn't happen, and so on. But they were losing teams over, I think, over um, a five or six year span. They lost something like three or four teams. So Haas came at Haas came in at the right time. If Haas tried to keep coming to Formula One now, I don't think they would have gotten in. They probably would have been subjected to the same treatment that Andretti's been subjected to. It's just unfor- just for them, it was just fortunate that pardon me, it was the right time that they and they were needed at that point in time. Because had they not come in, it would have been nine teams on the grid. So they came in and got the ten teams that they needed. And so I don't. So when people try and compare and say Haas doesn't bring any value, I'm like, yo, that's irrelevant. They were already here before. So they. So so the value of the sport now was also was also driv- helped driven by them. 
their presence. So we can't ignore the fact, yeah, there might be a Buck Mark team, but so is Williams. Okay, it's a legendary, but they're still a Buck Mark team. So we can't look at, you know, where they're and say, oh, they don't bring any value. They, they, they add something to it, but they came in when the top, the, at the right time. Andretti, the, the owners are looking at them and looking at their balance sheet and say, well, we don't really need you. You're not bringing any more money to us. Because if, and, and in some ways, they're, they're right. It's who's going to get the prestige more of entering Formula One? Formula One, them entering Formula One or Andretti? When you look at it, who's going to get, who's, who's going to get the bigger monetary value? It's going to be Andretti and their sponsors. Because now they're in a bigger platform. So they're the one who is more likely, is going to gain more than anybody else. So from that, so in some ways you can understand they're thinking, you know, because Andretti is coming all the big, yeah, they have all the big sponsors and the backing or whatever, but all of the revenues, most of they're going to get whatever they're getting from the sport or whatever, whatever they're going to contribute to the growth is going to be minimal in comparison with the growth it's going to contribute for the the teams. Because it's like, if you look at Mercedes, remember Mercedes went from being something like, what, valued at like 400 million to two point something billion over a period of time. And that's because of their success. But did Formula One jump in, in that value as well? Who gained? And that's what I think, that's what they're looking at. But, <coughs> sorry. You good, but, you good. You know, I think this, they did say, come back next time, next, next try again. Let's see what happens when they come in. Because I, I think the Cadillac hmm. deal was a bit, I don't know. I, it sounded a bit suspect because if you look at it, I think they were just going to use a, a rebranded Renault engine, Alpine Renault engine for for the year. Was was Cadillac coming in as a full-on back manufacturer-like? Because even the Ford, um, the Red Bull and Ford link up, if you read that, if you read what's, what I've read, is basically Ford will be just providing the electrical element of that deal. Whilst Red Bull powertrains will be building the, the, the actual physical engine itself. So, so is Ford a engine supplier or is it Red Bull the engine supplier? Because what? Because they're not both. They're building Because Ford already said we're bringing the electrical side of it because they have that somewhat have that expertise that Red Bull powertrains doesn't have. So let's see what happens. Look, I'm, I'm going to jump in here before we go to uh, Musa. I'll say, unlike my brother Thanos, I have a bit different perspective. I think that I think that Haas brings value. I don't think they bring much value. Thanos said that himself. I think they've brought more shenanigans than they've brought any type of prestigious appearance to being an American team, so-called. And I've often said, by P.O. Box only. By P.O. Box only is Haas an American team to me any damn way. But I will say this. At some point in time, I think all of us, we can get bigger than where we are in the perspective of who we engage with and what rooms we step in can change. Our, our ability to say, you know what, you, you can't be in this room yet because you're not here yet. And I think that's where Formula One is. But I don't think the 
example of saying that we will bring more value to you than you will bring to us will be any different than any other team has probably gained more value like Thanos outlined than the other team. So I don't think that's a reason to strike Andretti. The other True. thing is, I think that there's an example right now, right here today, where we can somewhat use it, although it's completely out of motorsports, to say, still, although the NFL is way bigger than Taylor Swift, still her presence brought <coughs> an influx of revenue that the NFL, although it wasn't as much revenue as they've made before, they realized the likeness of Taylor Swift and the relationship of Travis Kelsey is something that we can work with, and they utilized it. Was it three hundred and thirty-one million? Was was the was the wrong. number I saw? Yes, that's the number. used. that's about right. I mean, I mean she did annoy. <laughs> they, they they did annoy me with every minute. The right. tour in the stands, like, come on. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, facts. You know what I mean? But, so, the, but they yeah. use it. So I think that, and there's always and there's a demographic of people that knew about the NFL, but didn't pay attention to the NFL until Taylor Swift was a t appearance in that game. So I mm -hmm. do think that Andretti would, to me, bring more demographic and eyeballs to the sport of Formula One because there are a plethora of people that go to Andretti Speed Labs that might not watch Formula One right now, and they could not watch when they come in, but they may. I just mm -hmm. think that Haas, I've often asked the question to several people when I'm out and about, do you know there's a Formula One team that's, that represents American Formula One? And they'd say, most, time, most times I get, hell no, I didn't know that. Because Haas doesn't ingratiate themselves, even though in America with American fans, as far as Formula One, NASCAR, totally different is, is what yeah. they do over there. So I will say there, I think that Andretti is, but I think Thanos brought up a very valid point. It's... Sometimes not what you say, but how you say it. But oftentimes I say, don't worry about how I'm saying something. Listen to what I'm saying. And I think that the way Andretti, because I never really looked at that perspective, bro, the way they yeah. went about it initially is bullish. And when you're dealing with somebody that's that big as F1, you're not going to come into our organization and incite a coup and then think you're going to force our hand to invite you in. I think that that probably did rub in the wrong way. And I never yeah. really considered that. Yeah, and you that can't... perspective right there is something like, damn, well, you, you know, what that shit right there probably would set the tone a little bit different so yeah i yeah, agree with you on that aspect and you have to remember you have to remember liberty is an american-owned company <laughs> so right. you try so you can't bully they pretty much says you can't bully me you literally can't bully me this is my house you cannot right. come in my house unless i open it's like vampires it's like you know yeah, you can't they can't come, in, can only come in your house if you're allowed <laughs> if you let them in right that's what it is they, Liberty Media basically says, look, we didn't like, they like I said, they're using, they, they pretty much kind of like childish, I'm going to get you back. You see, because of how you misbehave that time, right, this right, is right. your punishment this for misbehaving. Because, <laughs> because that was, because the way they did that in in Miami in yeah. 22, and they, they literally had the people, they got interviewed and they showed the people, these right. are the signatures of all the people who said, you know, are happy for us to join. And I'm like, Yo, yeah, I didn't think about that. You, you might want to slow down a bit <laughs> and realize your brakes just a tad, right? Yeah, That's you're true. talking about a multi billion dollar conglomerate. You know, right. Liberty Media is they just got voted, um, again, the largest media company in the world. I so, saw uh, they just won some more. again, they've been voted the number one media company in the world. So, you, I mean, they literally own, they own Disney, right. I think uh, I don't. Disney. I can't. I don't know if it's Disney or a couple of sports teams, but they they own 
the, yeah, they, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not small fries. These no. guys, are, you know, it's a conglomerate with, with a vast um, portfolio right. of major organizations that they own. So you can't, you can't come in and think you can bully them thinking, oh, they need, no, they don't need that. And I think that's the point they're trying to prove. We don't need you. The show will still go on with or with 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 or without you. We're good. And I think I think if they were in a position, if the sport was in a position whereby it was failing and teams were on the verge of bankruptcy and all of that thing, then I think Andretti would have been well in with open arms because they want more te- they're gonna want more teams to revive the, the, the sport. The sport doesn't need reviving, especially after God help me, 2021. You know what I mean? That 2021 kind of like it just it just and 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 also don't forget DTS. Yeah, that alive. has a part to play in it as well. And I think DTS is a Liberty Media thing thing as well. I, I can't remember. But even NASCAR doing DTS now, for Christ's sake. Right. So everyone's right. catching on to the bank. NASCAR is doing it. MotoGP did it. Tennis did it. Rugby is doing it. So everyone is catching on to that to that nugget now to start bringing new eyeballs into the sport. Because a lot of people came into the sport via DTS. Right. So, so I, t- I tell you what, hold on. Let's, we're going to get Galacticus. Galactus is going to come in here. And I also will say the Atlanta Braves. That's who else they, they got, the Atlanta Braves. Uh, uh, so the boy from ter- the Turner Sports? The yeah. boy from Ted Turner? Yeah, they got Atlanta Braves. I believe Liberty Media also has the Braves. So that's why they ended up taking Turner Field and they mm-hmm. moved it to SunTrust Park further up north. And that was the big the, the problem why fans were mad is why how are you going to take it away? Because they acquired the Braves and they decided to move it up north instead of keeping it in the Atlanta metropolitan area. Oh, okay. Cool. Right. So, yeah, they big boys, like we said. So, Galactus, man, go ahead and unmute yourself, man. You got it. And then I'll let uh, Musa Eminem will close us out. Uh, greetings, everyone. Um, I was just going to uh, talk about <clears throat> with all the changes in the drivers, do you think uh, all the drivers are going to start putting an escape clause in their contracts? And if they don't have one already, or if they do have one, do you think they're going to revamp it and uh, make it more um solid, I would say, uh, for things like this, because I think, you know, with the news of Lewis, you know, leaving next year has literally taken over the whole year as it is. No one's really talking about 24. They're on to 25. Um, and so with Carlos, uh, you know, basically like, what I'm out already, you know, it's like blindsided. So I'm wondering if, uh, the contracts are going to you know, have more escape clauses or even penalty. It's like, if you give me the boot, you know, like this, then you're going to have to pay. So what do you think about that? Well, I think all of these contracts have some form of clause in it. Um, most of the uh, contracts, you know, of these nature will have definitely have pro- probably some performance clause. Targets that teams, because it's, it's, because remember, drivers get bonuses, right? And a lot of these bonuses are tied into some form of performance of all, of all at some point, like if you're at some point of the season, they expect you to have this much points or whatever it is. So I think um, they all have that clause. It's just what's gone on here is it's the first time we've ever seen anyone use 
one of these class. And if you remember when Seb went to um, Ferrari in 2015, if I'm not mistaken, there was a, it was reported that he had a clause in his contract that says if he didn't have a certain amount of point, points at a specific point in the season, he can trigger it and get out of his contract. So, so I think these things are pretty much standard, but we've never seen anyone having to use them before. And I think that's that's what went on. And I, I don't think it's a case of whereby now drivers are going to start thinking, oh, I'm going to do try and get a Lewis Hamilton clause in my contract just in case. I mean, uh, do you really want to do you really want to do that? And I think Lewis Lewis's more, case was more driven by the fact that because of his age, Mercedes, you know, having a succession plan, they've got Kimi Antonelli coming up the pipeline and yeah, sure, it's probably a dumb move to think, think okay, we're going to get rid of him because, you know, he's still one of the best out there. He's still the best out there. It was, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I don't think it's that really big of an issue. I think they all have these, have some form of exit clause in their contracts. It's just never been come to the point where they needed to um, activated. Lewis just Lewis had an opportunity, and he took his because again, it's it was a one plus one deal, and most of these guys are signing long term deals, which pretty much guarantee them. No one's really got. Uh, I mean, Bottas was normally the one who was getting one year contracts. I've not heard of anyone previously getting a one plus one or anything like that. So, I I don't think it's going to be drivers going to start thinking, oh, we need to change. I need to be a bit more. I need to have something like this. It's just they just need to make sure whatever contract they sign is ironclad, and because I mean, not Ferrari hasn't really done anything to signs out of the ordinary because his his contract is up this year. So they were just negotiating a new contract for twenty twenty five. Lewis comes on the market. Obviously, if Lewis comes on the market and Carly, you're going to answer the phone. You're not going to ignore him. You know and. John Elkin has always wanted, I mean, not even John Elkin, Mark, uh, Mark Ione wanted him before he died. Tried on many occasions to get him, then he just said no. And now he felt, you know, with the, the contract he has, he thought, well, now is the right time to do it and just activate it. And, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't see it being something that everyone's going to be start looking into doing. I just think there's generally most of these things have some form of clause that each team can probably exit out of. But even though you there's there's been reports like Lando's contract saying he doesn't have an exit clause. And I'm like, again, Lando's an idiot because I don't know why he signed that contract so soon. Because if he hadn't signed that contract, he'd be front runner for that Mercedes seat. No, he's taking yeah. himself off the board. And you Again. said that. You said that shit at the remember, beginning. You remember said that I, a long time ago, bro. I and said that a couple like, years ago like, when he signed. Bro, remember I said it. Bro, so many people remember. criticized you for that, but you were so right when you said it, bro. <laughs> I said it a couple years ago, and people were talking about how he did it to secure the bag. And I'm like, why did he need to secure the bag? No one was going to take his seat. They weren't going to give his seat to anybody. He could have waited. And I mean, even Peter right. Winslow said the same thing. Why did he sign so early? He could have waited a couple months because he would have been guaranteed front runner for that seat next to George. I believe so. Bro. And he took himself off the board by being hasty and, and like, I'm sorry, my client's not going to win him a championship. 
Not Ooh. when you accustom a team. And remember, mm. Ron Dennis said it, and that's the reason why Ron Dennis went and got Honda back. He said, we're not going to win a championship by being a customer team. We need to be tied to a manufacturer. The only customer team that's won a championship is Red Bull. You can't count the McLaren, the 2000, the McLaren one, because Mercedes wasn't in the sport as a, as a, as a, as a manufacturer. Uh, right. an so it's only Red Bull who's come in as a customer team and won the championship because what, even though Renault was, they had their own Renault team, Renault Lotus, but people argue that Red Bull were de facto somewhat a factory team as well. But when you look at it, they were a customer team because they're not Renault. You know what I mean? So I think he was crazy in doing that. Wish him all the best because I, I don't see McLaren winning the championship. Jesus, they've only won one race since Lewis left in 2012. Mm-hmm. They've only won one race. Well, no. people are going to say two. They're going to talk the sprint race in Qatar last year. Yeah. Week. Race only one, and that was Monza 2021. Mm. Was it 21? That's crazy. 20, That's crazy. was it 2021 or 2020? 2020, Ricciardo won in Monza 2020. That's right. That's Ricardo won it. That's when uh, Zach yeah. got the tattoo. Correct. Yeah. That's the only race they've won in what? More than in over a decade. That shit crazy. That's not going to win. A, that's, they're not going to win a championship. And I, I mean, I even saw something today. Hold on. Where they said the car, they they, they basically not finished the car. The things that they needed to get done, they haven't finished. It's pretty much what they did last year. The they turned was, up with a car that basically was was a sack of was potatoes. not the car that they, they wanted to start the season with. Right. The car they actually wanted to start the season is is the one they started to, when they started bringing the upgrades in Austria onwards. That's what they wanted this, the the, the Austria with. spec car. Was mm-hmm. what they should have started the season. And now they're basically saying the car is unfinished. We're behind again. What? Again. Even so, after so, we so got you... all our toys and our simulator and our wins. All right. So, what you're going to find is, so what you're going to find is come mid season, if they start on the back foot, come mid season, they bring an upgrade and they start get, picking up pace. And everyone's going to be like, oh, McLaren, they say, forgetting, are you forgetting that they turned up with a car that's half finished? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Right. Are you going to win a championship doing that? Madness. That's facts. All right, Sean B. Bro, go ahead. Unmute yourself. You're going to be the closing question. What you got for Thanos? Uh, Good afternoon, Jay and Thanos. What's up, brother? Afternoon, man? afternoon, afternoon. So my question was revolving around the, the 2025 seat. And uh, there's been a lot of rumors just about you know, Alcon coming out saying he still has ties with Mercedes and making that obvious. And we have stories about Kimi Antonelli. If he does good enough to, he's possibly going to be considered for the seat maybe. But I wanted to more so kind of focus on Fernando Alonso and what Toto was saying and Mercedes was saying about Lewis was that, you, you know, they didn't really know if he was going to retire after 2025 or what. So they kind of wanted to break ties and, I just kind of wanted to see if that may be a slap in the face, how I read it, just as Lewis saying that he still wanted to go and drive and compete. And for you to go and sign a driver who's three years older when, you know, you could have potentially had the same, the same Lewis Hamilton in the seat. I didn't know if that would be a a slap in the face, kind of how I was taking it when I just read it. Well, did, did Toto actually say that, 
they weren't sure if Lewis was going to retire at the end of 2025 because I don't recall him saying that. I think, but again, that's beside the point. But I do agree, though. It's It wouldn't make any sense for them to go ahead and sign Fernando Alonso. It's just, it's just a, it would be a stupid move. It absolutely makes, it would make no sense whatsoever. And even if that were to happen, I'd probably, I'd probably return all the paychecks and go after them myself because it just doesn't make any sense. What, what, what's he going to bring? Alonso is 42 years old. He's basically, he's just here driving. I don't know, I don't know what he's chasing because he's never going to win a 33rd race and he's never going to win a championship. So why would you want to bring him in into a factory team when you've got a hot prospect in, um, Antonelli waiting in the line. You've got you've got the option of going after someone like again Ocon, saying you know he's still part of the Mercedes this Mercedes thing, or you could go um Albon. Right, Albon. Albon is there. I don't think the the I don't think that Lanza thing is going to happen. I don't think Toto would be that stupid, because if if the argument was, you know if. I, I have not seen it anywhere, but if their argument is age, Lewis' age was a concern and, you know, him potentially retiring, then what do you think about Alonso is 42? Who's going to be 43 this year, I think he is. He's going to be 43 this year. I mean, I saw him come out yesterday and said, oh, you know, he could race until 50 because he, they did some tests and it's, they show for his age, his muscle mass loss is not that great or whatever it's due to his new diet or whatever and i'm like yo that sounds like that time when trump said he went to his doctor and his doctor said i've never seen anybody with a dna or a body like yours or whatever that's what i (coughs) sorry that's what that sounded like to me because i'm like what (laughs) no one gives a crap no one what kind of we talking about no by the time you get to 44 these young pups are gonna smack Smack you around. Yeah. Come on, man. But I don't I can't I can't see Alonso heading to Mercedes. I can't see Toto giving them that seat. And I think Lewis did them a favor by announcing it so early because it gives them time now. They don't have to be running around. But my brother did say something to me. My brother said to me, Sebastian Vettel is coming out of retirement to drive that Mercedes. Mm. He thinks Vettel is coming out, and that would have been if you're looking for a short-term solution. That would have been a, that would be a better option a than better going for Alonso. Yeah, I'd be okay with if you go for Seb than Alonso because I think Seb won't be a disruptive um, presence within the team. I don't care what nobody says. Alonso is disruptive. Yeah, wherever, especially if he goes up against someone who's who's quick and can beat him, he's right. gonna cost cause disrupt, disruption and I don't think that's something Mercedes wants in their ranks right now. They don't need that. And you know for a fact that's what Alonso is going to do. He's right. done it whenever he's come threat. up against someone who's competitive as him within the same team. We've seen it. And if you look at where he's been since then all his teammates have been pretty much garbage. Right. Since he since partnering with Lewis all his teammates thereafter have been garbage. No. But the Sebastian Vettel thing, when my brother mentioned it to me, I'm like, yeah, I don't think so, but I don't know. I have to start. I, I, might, I might have to take, you know, think keep an it. eye on it because it's a possibility. But Alonso to Mercedes? Nah. 
Nah, even me, I'd, even me as a Mercedes fan would be like, yeah, I'm going to join Jordan and the rest of them and I'm going to start trashing. You guys are garbage. You, you got rid of Lewis Hamilton to sign this guy. You must be... A, nah. They blocked oh me in 2016. God. I'll make sure they block me again because I'm going to go... I'm going to go hard. Yeah, until they block me. Actually, I'll probably block them myself because that would be stupid. <laughs> that would be absolutely stupid. Yo, so listen, that's Wolves Den top of 2024 <laughs> as we start entering the new season of Formula One with so much going on. Uh, Brother Thanos will be back throughout the season. You know, he is fam, so we're going to have him back. This won't be your last time. But if you're wondering why you're watching this video, why am I not able to ask a question? It's because you're not in. If you're not in and you're not part of the family, so you need to go ahead and join the family so you can have opportunities like this. Get in the Discord and have a good time. And Thanos can be reached can be seen and you can join his race days because you're still doing it after race days right but you still you're still going to be doing the, the spaces on race days bro so he's going to be doing he's paused right now but i'm gonna tell you thanos will do the race day spaces on twitter you can join him over there have much popping conversation have all types of things going on this is another wolves den i am jay your host from wolfpack performance performance talk podcast and home of f1 minute the hottest live talk show that involves you in the content creation which will come mid-season we will see you again soon all right peace Thanks for watching another episode of Wolfpack Performance. Don't forget to check out some of my other content on Formula One and motorsports topics. Like, share, subscribe, and we go live on the weekends. See you soon.